This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Shoppers John Deere presents live from West Palm Beach for the start of spring baseball. Thanks to Academy Sports and Outdoors, it's Payne and Pendergast on Sports Radio 610. Hi, welcome back. Payne and Pendergast, Sports Radio 610. We just got done getting you up to speed on things going on around the combine and quarterbacks. One more quarterback nugget, and this one is the Houston Texans. Uh, Jeremy Fowler. Drop this little Jeremy Fowler of ESPN.com. Drop this little nugget on TV earlier this week. Where could Jimmy Garoppolo land? And we have Jimmy Garoppolo. So talking to teams around the league, he's expected to be really number three on the pecking order behind Carr and Aaron Rodgers in this quarterback carousel we're all talking about. And some natural fits the teams mentioned. You got the Houston Texans if they need a bridge option behind whoever they draft. And then the Atlanta Falcons, because he you know Arthur Smith runs a variation of that Kyle Shanahan system. But Garoppolo's going to be costly. He wants a contract commensurate with his skill set and ability. Okay, I think this would be a real heat check of the D'Amico Ryan's era early here. You know, D'Amico was the one coaching candidate, Seth, where I think a lot of people looked at it and said, all right, if they hire D'Amico, I'll, be a, I'll give them a little more latitude as to what they do with the quarterback position. Yeah, yeah. Because, one, I feel good about who they hired as a head coach. Two, D'Amico's a defensive guy, so maybe he wants to build that side of the ball. I don't know how much validity there is to that. I think D'Amico is a head football coach and is going to draft whoever's best for the team, including a quarterback, if that's the case. Garoppolo's an interesting one, though, because he doesn't strike me as somebody that's going to a place to be – the guy Jeremy Fowler describes in that cut right there. Yeah, a contract commensurate with his ability and all of that. Okay, what is that exactly? Yeah. Um, because I don't think, for one, that anybody should expect him to be better than he was with Kyle Shanahan. That's my golden rule. You're not yeah. going to be better. You're not going to be better away from Kyle Shanahan than you are with Kyle Shanahan. And then there's also the fact that in, in the five years that he's been there the entire time in San Francisco, He's only had two seasons in which he started more than 11 games. Um, wow. More than 10 games. At, yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah, more than 10 games. So he started 16 games in his second uh, season there, and he started 15 games in 2021. But he's been banged up a lot. And remember, he got banged up after his first two starts in New England. So even when he wasn't the named full-time starter, he when he had a chance at four starts, he only made it twice because he got injured. Like yeah. you just and he's one year older with one extra injury under his belt now. I don't think that you can sign him ever and expect him to be your guy. If he has any illusions about being anything more than a bridge to another quarterback, he's he's delusional. Now, that doesn't mean that teams out there aren't willing to pay a boatload of money for a, a bridge quarterback. Like you just brought up the, the Washington. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I could he's see. He's a candidate. Yeah. Though. And especially, I don't know, man, you're trying to 
potentially sell a team. You you want to dress it up a little bit. Garoppolo's the guy that can come in and give you credibility, at least in the short term. Sure, sure. Um, I guess in, in, in speaking of the short term, I mean, I guess with the Texans, like, okay, if you sign Jimmy Garoppolo, this we know. He's your starting quarterback in 2023. Yeah. So... And free agency takes place before the draft. So if the Texans are going to be in on Jimmy Garoppolo, and I think it's safe to assume they're at least making phone calls about it. You make phone calls about everything, I would imagine. They will have signed Jimmy Garoppolo before the draft. Right, right. But I guess, but but he's definitely not your long-term solution either. So I think you can't, and I guess they're going to be honest with Garoppolo if they talk to him as a free agent. But I would think that the honest conversation would be, look, if we... If we draft a quarterback, then yeah, you'll be in competition with that quarterback. But does that take? Because you, you and I played this little game yesterday as we were sitting around at dinner yeah. time, where, where we were talking about Jimmy Garoppolo, and I said, "Man, can you imagine if they signed Jimmy Garoppolo and then still went ahead and drafted Bryce yeah. Young or C.J. Stroud?" Yeah. And your first reaction was, "Well, those are two guys that you expect to start right away. You know, yeah. they're gonna you, those guys are gonna sit for a year. So let's workshop that a little bit. Do they sit for? A Though year? they could sit for a year." Um, if they're not ready or if you don't feel like they're ready. But that's a whole, like, I, I don't know. I feel like that question is doesn't actually matter anymore. I don't, like, does anybody, nobody, everybody who plans on that quarterback sitting for a year almost never actually sits the guy for a year. Yeah. Pat Mahomes sat for a year. Because, you know, if Alex Smith hadn't stayed healthy, then Pat Mahomes wouldn't have, I mean, he, he started at the very end of the season just to, to basically to blood him. Sure. Um, and... But so if Garoppolo stayed healthy, then maybe that could happen. But the plan would still be just like with Alex Smith. Okay, then next year we're moving on. So you know what, Garoppolo might be open to that. In that, if he gets a year to to play in a scheme with which he's familiar and comfortable, presumably the terminology is going to all be the same, and he can prove that he stayed healthy for a year. The Texans have a younger quarterback. Maybe he starts this year. Maybe he doesn't. But if Garoppolo stays healthy, it's probably Garoppolo. Then, yeah, maybe that, that would actually make sense in that scenario. Yeah, and but, I, but you got to be open with Garoppolo about it at the beginning. Otherwise, there will be drama. Well, if you think about it, too, not that I think Nick Casario and D'Amico Ryans are going to have a hard time compromising on things they don't yeah. necessarily agree on. I think they will. I'll think I think, as you pointed out, even before they hired D'Amico, those two can work really well together. And I think they have and will work really well together. If ever there were a quarterback that the two of them would probably, like a bridge quarterback or a veteran quarterback, that those two would probably settle on and, yeah. and agree on, Casario was in the building when Garoppolo was drafted. D'Amico was in the building when Garoppolo had his best success as a starter. Well, and the other they thing. They both got experience with him. Like, the other thing is that, like, <laughs> Garoppolo is like a fungible asset where you can, uh, you feel like Bryce Young's ready and we feel good about him. And oh boy, half the league is running some version of the Kubiak Shanahan offense now. It's a trade deadline, a team that needs a quarterback because their guy got dinged up and they're playoff, playoff ready. All of a sudden, you got a nice trade piece with Jimmy Garoppolo. So, yeah, it could be a, it could be a nice down payment on uh, kind of how San Francisco treated him last year. You know, they gave him a, they, they, they reworked his deal. They could have traded him. They decided not to. It worked out for the best for them that, that they didn't. Um, you sound open to it. I'm open to it. I'm way more open to it than I thought it would be. But, but and that's the big but. It's it all requires being open and honest with Garoppolo about what yeah. might happen. Garoppolo, yeah. okay, does Garoppolo want to go to a rebuilding team? I guess this is the hard part to accept. It's way more likely that Garoppolo turns down the Texans than the Texans turn down Garoppolo um, because Garoppolo yeah. just flight. He might have an opportunity where somebody's going to give him like a, a four year deal with really good money just because that team says screw it, we don't care. 
We want to. We, we got to do something. We got to get a quarterback in here right now. And we don't. We don't have a good draft pick. Right yeah, now. and I, I think there's enough teams that are in a better position to win with yeah. Garoppolo than the Texans are right now. Yeah. Uh, to where? Yeah, I, I'm with you on that part. Garoppolo is going to have options. I don't think he's a great quarterback or anything like that, but I, I do think he's he's going to have options. Um, I heard this bit of audio on um, in the loop yesterday, and you and I were reading some tweets about it yesterday as we were sitting at the uh, the Astros and the Marlins game. Um, Quincy Avery has a podcast, the QB Takeover, or as I like to call it, the uh, QB Takeover of credit Credit for guys being good. Yeah, Yeah, the QB Credit Takeover. (laughs) Um, He had had Deshaun Watson on as a guest. Somehow, it was a good get by him to get Deshaun Watson. Of course, Deshaun Watson is one of Quincy Avery's pupils. Um, And uh, Quincy Avery, I don't even know if this is a question. This is just some audio of Quincy Avery basically just – gassing up Deshaun Watson to say, hey, man, you're going to become one of the best quarterbacks in the league again this yeah. year. But uh, I, I'm not sure people remember just how special you are as a quarterback. What do you think this little year is going to look like on the field? Because I think that you, you're going to remind them you're one of the absolute best quarterbacks in the NFL. I look at the stats all the time from your last year at Houston, how much you f***ing dominated the NFL. What's going to make you better than that last time when you were number one in every statistical category in the NFL? Oh, for sure. I think it's just going to be work. You know, if people had so much expectations and high expectations and, you know, all that stuff generates from the media. You know, sometimes I take it personal. It just depends on, you know, how they speak it. Most of the time, I don't really take it personal because that's their job in the media to be able to kind of talk good, bad, whatever they want to talk about. When I look at it that way, people People thinking that, oh, I fell off, but, you know, this, that, the third, you know what I'm saying? All it is is they know how good I am, and they know the limit I am. So if I don't, you know, reach that standard and the expectation of myself and what I can play at, then, of course, it's going to be a failure. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's really just going ahead and, and putting the work each and every day. You know, not worrying about all that stuff. You know, I hear it, I see it, but that stuff ain't going to bother me. That's what they, that's their job. You know what I'm saying? I like when people underestimate me. You know, because when that shit happens, you know, that's when I, you know, I take it to a whole nother level. I got to train hard, you know what I'm saying? And, and have everybody around me at the same level. And once we do that, we can make something special for food. You know, fill in the pieces. And once we get rolling, we're going to be rolling. Yeah, the um, <laughs> the problem with the way that was set up was that Quincy Avery said you were number one in every statistical category. I feel like you've got the numbers in yeah, Well, he was number one in, in, in quite a few statistical categories. Unfortunately, he was ninth in touchdowns, which... Uh, you like to point that out, how the goal is to score points. The goal, you're like, I, I hate to get too stat nerdy <laughs> you're about it. Picky about yeah, this. I know. Like, I, I really hate, I hate that I'm obsessed with scoring points, but I've always felt like a mark of a good offense. It's what happens between... Between the 20s. Yeah, I get super technical. I dive in, and I'm like, all right, how many points did this offense score? How many touchdowns? And you might say, well, yeah, but Deshaun Watson, you know, he, he, he rushes too. Sure, he rushed for the same number of rushing TDs in 2020 as Tom Brady with three rushing oh, touchdowns. So ninth and I feel like ninth in passing touchdowns, yeah. try to follow the math, is not first in it's passing touchdowns. not first. I'm looking right now. There's yeah. eight spots between nine and one. I feel like when you look at uh, scoring offense, for instance, too, because I've always felt like a, a quarterback should measure himself by the quality of the offense, not how many passing yards yep. he amasses. Yep, yep. Uh, and yet the Texans weren't even in the top half of the league that year in in points per game. Right. You know, like I feel like it's, that's, uh, that's, that's a little bit worse than number one in the league. This is the thing. If I were a Cleveland fan listening to that, because he's not our problem anymore. It's just it, listening that uh, that audio. It's it to me. It's more funny than anything else. But the the thing about that, the thing about what you just heard, 
where Deshaun basically agreed with Quincy Avery's assessment that he, quote, dominated the league. Yeah. The Texans were 4-12 and 12 in that season, and there were times in that season – after games, the Texans lost. Which, which I pointed out. I pointed this out at the time. Too. Many this times you this did. This isn't like revisionist. It's by not. Me. No, you pointed this out many times, and I'm repointing it out now. He was asked many times during that season. There was. It's not as though they started four and two and went four and twelve. They were zero and four to start the year. So that year sucked all year yeah. long. He was asked many times about his performance during the season, and as the team is losing all these games, he was super happy with how he was putting up numbers statistically. He would he, ask, he'd be asked questions about his great performances and because he had a lot of passing yards. And, and you would just, and you just say, his, oh, yeah, well, you know, you think about being legendary and you work your butt off, and, and it finally happens for you. It all was right. like a ticket to ignore the final score of the game that just happened yeah. when they would ask him. And, and so – that's what he's doing there. That's what Quincy Avery's doing there. Um, for the record, now that said, um, I think he's going to be good again. I yeah. do think, like, I don't think the Deshaun that we saw in the last six games in Cleveland is going to be the Deshaun that we see in 2023. Now, is he going to be a top five quarterback in the league? Remains to be seen. I will say this the whole thing at the end about when I get underestimated, that's when I take things to another level. Man, we're, we're many, many years removed from you driving down the field at the end of the Alabama game. You know, like it's, we are a ways removed from Deshaun doing things yeah. in terms of affecting winning that are. Yeah, legendary. like, yeah, I, like, and honestly, look, I, there are. I mean, he was one of the worst quarterbacks in the league in some respects when he went in last year. Yeah. And like, there's viable and understandable excuses for that. But, like, again, very little actual ownership for it. You know, I mean, there were some bad drops in games. But he also, look, you're, gonna, you're playing up north now. And, um, you know, he, he gave the excuse in that podcast of having to adjust to the weather and new team, teammates. He said he was kind of thrust in, uh, you know, suddenly. Like, no, you knew exactly how you long knew the how many games you You had quite for. some time to prepare for this. Yeah, yeah it was uh, – you guys, you guys negotiated your deal. So uh, I don't – it's going to be interesting to see how it goes because I think even if he does perform well, it's – it is different playing there on the lake in Cleveland. I, okay, Buffalo has bad weather conditions. It's not as bad as at Cleveland. It's just, it's really... So the, windy? The way the wind comes in off of Lake Erie. And there, you know, in Buffalo, in Buffalo, the stadium is a couple miles inland, I believe. And you might think that might not make a big... It makes a big difference. Like, in, in Cleveland, it's right on the lake, right next to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You drive in there in winter, and, like, sometimes, like, the... the the waves are frozen in like midstream. It just, um, it's, it's, it's a different feel there. Can you imagine if Deshaun in his first full season, after his first full season, he's complaining about the weather and the wind. So the Haslam's build them a new stadium, like 30 miles off of the lake. Deshaun, you need a new state. Like you need a 230 million guaranteed. Okay, here you go. I need a new stadium now. You do. Okay. We'll build you. We'll have it in time for 2024. We promise. It's also like, if you look at the map of Deshaun, see that. The whole thing about so this is what happens with this lake effect stuff. Uh, is that pin where the stadium is? Yeah. So okay. I'm showing. I'm showing. Uh, this is going to be awful radio, but for Sean's sake. <laughs> so the, <laughs> basically, where where Cleveland is positioned, like yeah. all that wind that comes from the southwest goes out over Lake Erie. Yeah. and Picks up moisture. Is and the blue? Is the blue patch the lake? That's the lake. Okay. <laughs> and so that's right next so to it the picks pin. Up all that all that moisture and just. 
dumps it all over the coast of Lake Erie, and uh, not to mention all the pollution and everything that's in the lake to begin with, because they don't okay. they don't know how to filter their poop up there, and uh, they're they're one step they're one step below the the people of Indiana, frankly. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that, that's some shade right there. Um, so what you're saying is Deshaun Watson is going to be going to be miserable. It's hard to year. be. A, it's hard to put up good quarterback. Good there. Good. You know, there are like you, there will be more drops. Yeah. <laughs> Quincy Avery will still claim he's first in all the statistical categories. Um, text message. Uh, this is the trailer wheel and frame text page. Trailer wheel and frame. Uh, our friend Tom Middlescreen says, "Why do we like the pitch clock so much? If I like watching baseball, why should I be happy that I'll watch an hour less of baseball a day?" That's seven hours. What if I told you you'd be having seven hours less of relations per week? Um, first of all, an hour is an exaggeration. It shaves off, I believe, on average 26 minutes a game. Um, and two, the, it's not the diehards that they're doing this for. Yeah. They're doing this for the, the – they're, they're doing this for uh, – maybe the average fan is generalizing a little too much, but they're doing it to increase – the appeal, maybe to a younger audience more than anything else. Yeah. That- uh, you know what, though? I, I, I think this, though, too. Okay. I think that, yes, on the surface, that's what it is. Especially, like, because people, the, the 20-year-olds aren't watching baseball at the same rate as they're watching other sports. And it's been an, a worsening trend. Attendance has gone down. But I do think, uh, I think you need to ask yourself, if you're claiming to be a diehard fan, like, that uh, loves the pace of the game, I got to tell you. My wife is psychotic about the Astros, and she watches every she damn is. night. Yeah, and she's ecstatic about the games possibly okay. being shorter. So I don't know, man. I feel like if you actually watch every damn game or close to it, that you're going to be happy about the. I have to listen to her complain so much about being tired the next day, and I'm like, you can watch it. Watch the damn highlights in the morning every now and then. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, man. That's uh, I, I feel like I feel like there's a little bit of false bravado. And uh, when when people claim that they don't they don't need a, they don't they won't appreciate the game being any. I'll tell you when I, you were talking earlier about how you didn't really notice the the, the sped up game because of I it. felt like it was a brisker pace. It didn't feel it didn't feel hurried did, or weird. Right, right, yeah. right, right. It, it felt it, like a brisk game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know where I felt it when I was trying to tweet during the game. <laughs> Right, it is harder to tweet during the like. Okay. You, you get it. You get a feel, especially on an iPhone where the keyboard's kind of tough. Yeah. Uh, you get a feel for like, okay, you know what I've learned? It takes me longer than fifteen seconds to send a tweet. Well, and yeah, and that's right. I did see some people who were being honest with themselves yeah. say like, I like to not have to pay a, a complete attention when I'm watching a baseball game. Yeah, I like to listen while I'm doing something else or when I'm at work or what I'm doing. Like I'm paying the bills, so it is. To actually have to be dialed in, it kind of messes up with their flow of watching the game, which ultimately, I don't know if that's, that might be, like, so, like, in radio, we measure time spent listening. Yeah. Like, um, and you want people to listen for as long as possible. And yet, if you're actually dialed in and paying attention, you're you're more engaged and you're you're focused. Does that end up being, like, a better quality... Uh, a, a better quality of time spent. I don't know. Listening. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know if, they, if if yeah, I'm not sure. Do you end up watching? Do you end up watching longer because you actually do get pulled in? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I think it's going to be different across different types of fans. That's that's interesting. I say fewer people going to get hit by balls. Uh, that's okay. Yeah. I was trying to think. I, you were as you were talking. I, that's what popped into my head. The Nets. Pe- I mean, the Nets are already keeping things got people from getting hit, so it's harder to get hit. These Pe- days, well, but. either either fewer people are, or people are are. 
going to succumb to their lack of an attention span. Yeah. And there's there's a better chance they get hit oh, with the ball. Yeah, they're going to get sucked <laughs> into a thread on social media. Yeah, I, I think there's. Yeah. I think it's it, it is it is of tantamount importance now that people at the games pay attention. Yeah. You know. I wonder because I mean we've heard infielders say, yeah, you got to be dialed in all yeah. the time. There's no kind of kicking around. You got to stay engaged. Yeah. I like that part of it. Yeah, I think, I think players themselves, once they get used to it, are going to like the fact that, like, okay. Well, especially get, defensive players. Yeah. You know, like yeah. the guys in the outfield or whatever. That's got to be boring as hell standing out there. And it's a long stretch. Of, like, physiologically, it's just a long stretch to go without, like, really being able to, to eat or recover and everything. I don't know. So, you know, I see Altuve eating a little power bar during the game yeah. or what have you. Maybe now he doesn't have to eat in the middle of the game because it's not so long. There you go. You gotta, he's got to get a snack in before you put him down at night, you know? And it's like uh, timing his meals is tough. <laughs> Why are you tucking him in? Because you got to burp him and everything. And like <laughs> it's like so now with like a, a shorter period of time, maybe there's, you're less likely to have to feed and burp him because he doesn't have to go as long between meals. What about his diapers? <laughs> um... Spring training observations, non-pitch clock. Okay. Um, we'll have some of those for you uh, in the next, including Jose Altuve. Why I'm a little concerned about Jose Altuve, um, what we're looking for um, today, and five stories from the book Winning Fixes Everything, and only four, only one of these I was aware of. Four of these I was unaware of. These are some amazing stories from the Astros back in the 2017-2018 era that we will get to next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.